0: I am grateful to be able to introduce Dr. Larry once again. He is definitely a man after Elohim's own heart who is well able to feed us with knowledge and understanding. And we're grateful that you're here today as well so that you can take a part of what's getting ready to be taught. For those who are watching, you can go ahead and click uh, like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And then also you can put your comments in the chat. Okay, Dr. I appreciate it. Look lovely. You look lovely. Isn't she lovely? All right, she is lovely. Only I can say that, by the way. Don't get knocked out. Please. Thank you, sir, ma'am. Notice I said sir and ma'am because you got some real managed women these days. Okay, let's get right back. We're teaching now. On our last uh, session we had, we was talking about consecration, right? Consecration. And we, we're not through, we're, we're being led. As a matter of fact, I was just in neutral. Because uh, last night the Holy Spirit woke me up teaching me some things. And I like that. I don't know whether I was awake or asleep, but it was so strong and prolific. I said, I must be woke. Where am I? <laughs> you know, it began to open some things up. And uh, so we're going we to we'll follow him. Let's put it like that. All right. So we're going to We back on this area of kingdom laws that govern wealth. And we're dealing with generational transfer. And you know that the largest generational transfer is right up on us. The largest in history is right up on us right now in terms of the baby boomers and generational X, the early generational X and the the end in and baby boomers uh, transferring wealth to generations. Uh, as a matter of fact, the pandemic, the pandemic, if you if you was paying attention, there was a generational, not generational, but there was a wealth transfer during the pandemic. That's why the pandemic was planned. People got the rich during the pandemic. You do know this, don't you? You got politicians who invested in the pharmaceutical industries, and they bought all that stock up, you know, and they making a killing right now. They getting all they can, but because they know that right now, what's happening is people's coming to the knowledge, the lawsuits are coming down, people's eyes are coming open, and they are gonna make all they can. They are gonna make more than what they gotta pay out. Most people didn't know that. So we're gonna go uh, into 19, go to note 19. And uh, we are chosen for wealth transfer to all nations. Chosen for wealth transfer to all nations. So for those who are just picking this message up, I encourage you to go on YouTube and listen to, study the preceding teaching that we had. We are not a religious institution. We're not a religious institution. We are a teaching ministry, we are teaching the government of the kingdom of heaven on earth that we're to live by. So it's not something you just get a good shout in or feel good and you can miss and stuff like that and turn right around and pay a hundred, hundreds of thousand dollars to go to a college that's founded on Greek educational formulated institution that you are rated, and you are the, your, your intelligence is determined by dead Greek thoughts and spend all that money and stay up and do all of that and won't miss a session. And I don't know why in the heck people think they can approach the very creator of the universe and mankind by listening to him every now and then. Or listen to this and you didn't get that. So we line up on line, precept on precept, here a little, there a little, little, that's the way we teach, and that's the way Yeshua, the Holy Spirit, teaches us. So we teach scholars. We take people who are unlearned and develop scholars so they can do the same thing to other people. If you're looking for entertainment, you're on the wrong channel, you're on the wrong television station, you're not going to get it. It's not going to happen. All right? All right, so uh, the Biram, <clears throat> we always uh, pronounce the names that the parents of the biblical characters or the scriptures, those in scripture, gave them not the name, that English people gave them. That's a part of colonization. So in Debiram 8 and 18, and we are reading from the Lexham English Bible translation, and we'll be translating these names properly. They did hit one close. But it says, but you must remember Yehovah. You must remember Yehovah Elohim. You must remember Yehovah Elohim. For he is the one giving you what? Strength. Somebody say strength. He is the one who is giving you strength. He is the one who is giving you power to acquire what? Wealth. So this is selective in terms of who he is talking about. He is not talking to the world. He is talking to his chosen people. And now the people who have chosen him as Lord, as their Elohim, their sovereign ruler, and have chosen to live by his laws, his system, his precepts, that he designed to govern the people that he created. Y'all getting this? All right. To acquire wealth, and, and, and we're just revering, wealth must be qualified. If it cannot be transferred to future generations to benefit them and sustain them financially and bring a wholesome life to them that they didn't earn on themselves, it's not wealth. All them clothes in your closet, throw them away. Don't nobody want them. All those shoes you got, don't nobody want your shoes. That's not wealth. Many, uh, some cars can be uh, determined to be a product of wealth based on what their car is, and the value it's going to hold in this next generation. I mention that because people spend most of their money on their back or they riding or driving it or eating it. Land property is wealth. Stock accounts is wealth. You can transfer it. You getting this? Okay. If you acquire money or the cash alone. You can't necessarily say there's wealth because in a day, one of the families that's running the world could could do something and your cash won't be worth zero. They can switch the medium of exchange to something else. It's already going to digital if you're keeping up with things. So just having a lot of money saved up per se is not a transfer of wealth. You got to look at things that can benefit somebody. They might get their money and spend it. If it's not invested properly, y'all getting this money is a tool It's called medium of exchange. That's it. Okay. All right. To acquire wealth in order to do what? Y'all get this now because he is telling us why he is doing what he is doing. We always want to know Holy Spirit. He'll tell us this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not just doing stuff just to be doing it. And, you know, the keys of the kingdom are what? the laws, the precepts, the principles, the system by which the kingdom functioned, that we must learn these laws, these systems, these precepts in order to receive the benefits that's in them for us. We got to learn these things, right? So he'll teach us how he have things set up so we can get the benefits. You—if If your children don't understand how to manage what you are giving them, they're going to lose it. And you, you would have accumulated all of that wealth and all of the, let's say, financial access, access to financial gain. You, you gave it to them and they don't know what to do with it and they get tricked out of it or they lose it. So you got to get this stuff now. You got to get this. All right, to conform, conform, confirm Excuse me, his covenant. Y'all see the word covenant? Very important. That he did what? Swore, swore to your ancestors as it is this day. Ancestors, what, what he is saying, the wealth that you are walking in is a product of wealth that has been transferred to you by your ancestors. I made a covenant with your ancestors and I'm going to keep my covenant that I made with them and give you strength to continue to accumulate and build upon what they gave you. See, in the kingdom concept is for each generation to be more advanced in financial wealth financial possessions and a qualitative life so they can exemplify and express the glory of the culture of the kingdom of heaven it was the father's mindset his precept his original thought to take his culture which is the way people behave the way you eat what you wear what you dress what you stand for what music you listen to all of this is culture to take that culture and make it so glorious that people following mankind in the earth will see the lives of the citizens of the kingdom in the earth and want to pattern it. Want to pattern it. Hey, I want to be a part of that kingdom, man. They just, man, they got great lives. They just, I mean, I just, I, I want that. I want that. Not to play some music and, and have some smoke going, you know, and tell people, you know, you want to be saved today, come, and have somebody in a white suit, standing with white gloves on, say, come, 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 give your heart to the Lord. Yeah, at the cross, at the cross. I'm not against it. Come to Yeshua. I'm going to get his name right. Come to Yeshua, a.k.a. Jesus. Come to Yeshua. Come And sing and get him emotional and stuff like that. That, wasn't, that never was his method. It never was. Yeshua never begged nobody to get saved. When he showed up, the government of the kingdom showed up. The dominion of the kingdom of heaven showed up. Demons started hollering and crying. Uh, food began to begin to uh, be multiplied. Water was changed to uh, uh, non-fermented wine. People got up out of the grave. He dressed the best. You understand? Fishermen caught, as, uh, they set records catching fish. He took mud and put on people's eyes and healed them. People followed him. Where is he at? Have we heard about him? The fame of his reputation preceded his presence everywhere he went. Why was that? Because the culture of the glory of the kingdom was on him. Y'all catch this? He didn't put out no tracks. He did not knock on not one door. Not one. See, that religious concept was birthed through secular religion, birthed out by humanism. So we focus on you know, let's get some souls saved. Now I'm, i I feel I'm worthy. I'm qualified. The Lord loved me. I'm getting souls saved. I'm going, Now I got to go feed the sick and clothe the hungry. Now I got to get out on these streets, man. I got to do this and broke and broke as a drunk turtle riding the back of a gorilla. Just, just broke. I mean, just, just struggling. I mean, taking 90 pills a day just to stay alive. But, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to win souls, y'all. Is, is that a representation? Of the kingdom of heaven? Listen to me now. We're dealing with religious fear. Is that a representation of the kingdom of heaven? Did Yeshua ever express sickness in this body? Did you ever see sickness uh, anything recorded about him being sick? No. Anything recorded about him being broke? No. Anything recorded about him having emotional problems? No. Anything recorded about him having family problems? No. None of that. You don't see any of that, do we? I said, do we? But look at religion though. And you got all of that and some more because religion has has poisoned the minds and got us thinking a way that we should not think. The Father wants us to have the best. He wants us to walk in health. He wants us to walk in wealth. He wants us to have peace. And the reason he wants us to have it is so that we could express who he is to others. Others see you and want to be you. The, it, hey, Satan uses this. He used this. All right, you want to sell a product? You want to sell some, Alicia? Put it on the back of a rapper. Or one of them strippers swinging around a pole of wrapping and can on. Put, put it on the back of an athlete. Let him come to the game with a certain jacket on. All his idols going to buy that jacket. Am I right? Everybody that's under that influence is going to, oh, man, I got me some. Some Jim Bean shoes, man. Yeah, man, they they, they $800 a piece, man. I got me some Jim Beans on. Yeah, Jim Bean. He used it to draw people into his place of government of darkness. I won't say kingdom, he doesn't have a kingdom. He draw people into darkness by using his influential agents. The scriptures say he gained his riches through his wisdom. By way of the business that he practiced. It's right there in Yeshayahu, right there. He said, you've gained, you got a lot of wisdom, and you've gained much riches through what you, your business that you practice. The, the English, the king's English there used traffic, uh, traffic in some word. It's not the right word. But he is telling us, what, listen, what did Satan tempt Yeshua with? There, there it is. He, he, he didn't come to Yeshua and say, hey, I'll give you so much power and anointing, and, and I'll I, I make you so healthy. Did he come to him like that? He said, man, I'll give you so much peace. I'll give you the best husband you ever could desire. I'll give you the best wife you could ever imagine in your mind. I'll give you children, and, I, I, man, I'll make you a family straight. No, he said, listen, I'll give you all the riches and the glory that's in this world system that I dominate. That's what he said. He, y'all getting this? He wants to mimic the father. The father wants to give us, want to express to others his glory and his riches so that people will worship him and acknowledge him as their true creator and father. Y'all getting this? And when people see that, they'll submit themselves or listen to what's being taught Now they see the glory, but there's another glory that's greater than the glory that they see. And that glory, that culture come by way of being born again. You can be restored back to your position of righteousness as relating to the father. You can get back control of your life and your circumstance. It's been made available by Yeshua. And everything you see me walking in and all the glory you see in my life, And all the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven you see in my life has been made available to you once again, mankind. That's that's what he wants. It's just not for the rich preachers with the big buildings and stuff like that. For you to have to give to them in order to get some money. What about you? What about your glory? What about about your influence on other people? Y'all getting this? Because we got to get unstuck unstuck off of this traditional way of thinking that religion has produced. All right, so I did know all that was going to come out of there. So let's go to this next one. That's, we're going to look at Abraham. Abraham, called Abraham. We're going to look at him because this is the man, this is the family that the father chose to get the man who would come back into earth and restore all mankind back to the father himself. And that's Abraham. Abraham. All right. Chosen for wealth. Transferred to all nations. Now through Abraham. Now we went over this last. Uh, our last session on his teaching. Through Abraham. Everybody on the earth. Who got born again. And who would get born again. Were blessed through him. And they were blessed through him. Based on the what? See principle. Who was what? Yeshua. So the covenant he made with Abraham, he, the covenant actually was through Yeshua because Yeshua came through the lineage of who? Abraham. Y'all getting this? All right, now, let's read this. Beresheet uh, 12, and we, we're going to hang around here. I just got one through four because we may have to go over there to the, to the scripture to pick up some other things. So Yehovah said to Abram, Abram, notice his name is Avram here, right? Go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. Leave everybody that you are around. And that's tough, tough for a lot of people. Leave the culture that you are you are being influenced now. Leave the religion that's controlling your mind. Leave the tradition that your parents taught you that has nothing to do with me. Leave, as a matter of fact, just just move. (laughs) Let's let's just do this thing right. Just move. Move away from them, the environment, the thoughts, not just in the mind. He not only told him to leave the, the thoughts that was controlling his mind, but even leave the geographical area that you were in. Listen, listen leave your father's inheritance because the fathers always left inheritance to their son. Now that was a huge thing back then because they, they banked on that. They knew that family was supposed to you know, acquire, acquire so everything that Abraham's father had acquired would go to his sons. So he's telling Abraham to leave everything. I mean, it, leave, leave your business. If you're working for somebody, leave that just go take your family and y'all leave now he had to be a bad joker to obey that he had to really be a unique person to hear the voice of the father and obey him 100 percent can i tell you this the highest expression of faith is obeying the word when you hear it not 10 times down the road oh, i got to hear it i got to hear it at least 20 times no 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 okay Okay, all right, I got you. But the highest expression of faith is doing what? Obeying the word that you hear the first time that you hear it. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know, you know, the Lord, you know, the man upstairs, you know, he know I got these other things I'm dealing with, man. I can't give him that right there. <laughs> hey, y'all know I, you know, I love him. I'm being be in church every Sunday, though. I know this guy. He'll he build it, too. I, I won't get too close. Y'all know what he is. But he'll build And he make a lot of money. And he have parties and they be drinking and have women and all that stuff. But every Sunday, you know where he is? He'll get up. He can be up at 4 o'clock and won't go to bed so he can be at church. <laughs> now, you actually think <laughs> that's going to get you somewhere. Because you got a little stuff by being shrewd and a crook. you're a crook, too. Somebody was telling me the other day, he're a huge crook. That's how you're getting this money, being a crook. But he told him to do something that was against everything he had ever learned. But he knew there was a father telling him to do it. He said, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I show you. And I will do what? See, the father, I will make you into a what? Great church. See, church is from a Greek word. It's not a kingdom definition of term." Yeshua never said anything about the church. Where's well, in the Bible, Pastor? And I'll show you it's in the Bible. Turn me to Matthew, Matthew 16. All right, I'll show you it's there. You showing me a translation of some Englishman? That's what you're showing me, based on Greek theology. That's what you're showing me. You can't show the kid, because kid, the kid, the kid got some sense in a brain and know how to study stuff on his own and listen to the Holy Spirit so the kid have exposure, and there are many other. here's another thing the Holy Spirit told me there are, there is an explosion of the message of the kingdom taking place right now just because you don't see them on TV and stuff like that, doesn't mean that the message of the kingdom is not traveling he said, what did he tell who? call Elijah, what did he say? he said, Lord man, this woman this old witch, this old joker Jezebel You know, she she owned me, she owned me. He was running from her. She owned me, because I I got rid of her profits. I exposed her industry and what she was doing, and she owned me. And I'm the only one left serving you. You know, I'm out in this desert. You know, I done gave you all I got, Father. I've been serving you for years. I'm the only one spoke up, and this and that. And I, 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 me, me, me. That's the way it's got to be, I, myself, and me. We had a party this afternoon at 3. And who was a guest? The guest was very small. It was us and all. I myself and me. I ate of a sandwich. And me drank out of the tea. That's the way it's gotta be. I myself and me. Oh I, I, I have a, a place full of folk. A play a, a full of you see. Where was I by the way? So it, it's not a what was I? Elijah. it wasn't he and what the father said? And the population wasn't nowhere close as it is today. And he said, Man, I got 7,000 folk haven't compromised not one time in a day of their life. Don't never count me out. Don't never think I don't have people that are listening to me and obeying me. He's saying the same thing today. When we get an excuse, Well, Lord, I'm just, they just doing everything. And shoes, you just, and they just keep getting blessed. He talked about that in Malachi. That's what people started to say. What purpose is it is of returning tithes to you and you got people who, can't, who never gave a nook in their life and they, they got all the money. They start saying, that, that's, so when people tell you that, there ain't nothing new. And what did the father say back to them? He said, because they robbers. They are robbers. And the day is coming. And it'll come up on them in a time that they, know, they don't know. All right, so let's continue on. This is good. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your reputation, your honor great, and you will be a blessing. Now, how many have stopped asking for a blessing since you've been taught better? Always seeking for a blessing. If you hadn't stopped, change. I've been teaching it for years. I don't know what y'all have been listening to. You, you, we, we don't, we're not blessing seekers. You don't seek, that's outside of the ramifications of the covenant. That's outside the stipulations of the covenant for a covenant person who inherited, who's going to inherit the covenant, and you got wealth. What are you doing looking for a blessing with all the wealth that you already have? Only reason a person would do that because in their mind, they don't have no blessing. They have no knowledge of being an inheritor. inheritor of the kingdom wealth that has been uh, placed here on the earth for. Oh, child, I'm, going, I'm just going, I got, I'm got. i going to give me a blessing. That's how poor people talk. I said poor people talk like that. Poor in knowledge. See, if I say ignorant, y'all would have started tripping. I'm going to say it anyway. That's how ignorant people talk. Ignorance means a lack of the knowledge of the kingdom. How can you be running after a blessing and he just told you we're inheritors of this blessing, this promise. You will be a blessing. How can you be a blessing running after one? You can't be that. Can the blind lead the blind? What'll happen? They both fall in a ditch. So we got to eliminate that poverty concept, that mentality. You're not looking for a blessing. You are the blessing. One day, look in the mirror. At least one day out of the week, I'm going to give you a challenge. All these challenges going on here is a challenge. I'm challenging everybody on the sound of my voice, whether you're on social media, television broadcast, wherever you may be, look at yourself. If you're born again, if you're not born again, don't, you know, if you're born again, you know, living clean, look in the mirror and say, I am a blessing. No, not now, but just um, that's a challenge. And I that on Facebook and Instagram that I, that I got in the mirror and I said that I'm a blessing. <laughs> you be the blessing, always be the blessing. If you go somewhere, don't be looking for somebody to pay for something for you. Be the blessing. You know what happened with Abraham and Lot? The blessing is on Abraham. The blessing was and still is on the sea. The blessing was on Abraham. The promise on Abraham, was it not? It wasn't on his nephew, Lot, was it not? So when it came time for them to separate because of strife, because strife nullifies favor, what did Abraham do? Now the blessing on him. Lot got what he got because of Abraham, not him. Abraham said, man, you get first choice on which way you want to go and what you want to take. Did he not? Lot being blessing conscious because he was after a blessing. That mentality. So he went and chose what he thought was the best. Abraham knew that whatever direction he went in, it would be blessed because he was a blessing. He remembered what the father told him. No matter where you go, you will be a blessing and people be blessed through you. When you have that mentality, that conscience, wherever you go, you know things are going to get better because you are there. You don't have to run the blessing. See, the battleground of our faith is in what? In the mind. In that big block here. That, that horses and cows and more than just beef up there. <laughs> Some people just don't have beef up there. You know, beef-headed, meat They got horses, cows, zebras, cats, monkeys, raccoons, you know, owls, buzzards, everything. Just, man, just full of just, <laughs> just, just, just. <laughs> I'm about to, I, I got to stop talking because I'm about to start laughing. If that's the problem, if, <laughs> if you can, And I'm going to add to it and be a blessing to you and say, when you get that in your head, when you get victory in your mind, the victory is already won in your life. The victory begins in your mind. Once the battle is won in your mind, it's a wrap in your life. Whatever you are being challenged with right now is still there because you are losing in your mind. In your mentality, I used to tell my son, I said, if you get your mind to agree with the athleticism you have in your body, can't nobody stop you. Your, your physical abilities is not the problem. It's your head. And if you can get that in your head and get your body and your mind on one uh, level, it's, it's over. It's a wrap. It's, it's, this works. I come out of the cotton fields. Y'all remember I wrote I wrote my mom my mama, contact right up there behind the dog track in West Memphis, Arkansas. Yeah, y'all remember that, don't you? And, and, and I helped my dad. I, my daycare was on the back of the cotton trailer when dad would get the sack off the meal. He would go in and cotton the mix. Slow down. He, they'd pick cotton, right? Dragging the sack, picking cotton, picking cotton, picking cotton. That's my daycare on the back of the, of the cotton sack. Now, when the sack got full, dad would come out there with the mule. Y'all know what the mule is, right? Because I know I'm talking to New Day people. A mule is another look like a horse. You know how a horse look? Okay, a mule look like a horse, but he is stronger and head is bigger and legs are short. He'll take the cotton set, sometimes 300 pounds. dad to put the sack on the cross of the mule back, reach down and grab me up, slang me across there, we go to the trailer. A trailer is a trailer. <laughs> I'm being funny now. <laughs> Cause some people don't know what a trailer is. And it was a cotton trailer. And he, I, I'd, climb, I'd climb up the side, throw me over in there, and he would get the sack off the mule, sometime up to 300 pounds, pull the sack on the trailer and, sh- and sh- shake it out. Boy, and I'd jump off the edge of the trailer and jump in. Boom, like these bouncers. That was my bouncer. And just have a pate in that cart. <laughs> you know, so, but even then, Daddy told me, you're going to have opportunities I never had take advantage of them get an education not so he never told me to get a job neither he said get an education so you can take advantage of the opportunity mama said never having your mind to work for somebody if you're working for somebody you learn all you can so you can work your own business they told me then that i would be wealthy you can be whatever you want to be i took my mind and my skill set and put them together. Y'all catching this? Because when I got out the military, I started off in a 700 square feet house over in West Memphis, Arkansas. Did, did, did I say 700? This boy know about it. He, he lived there for a little bit. We moved after he was born. 700, and I still got the house too. Oh yeah. Rent, rent, rent been rolling for years. Still got the house. You, you understand? Now, you can take that house that I started off with and the house I'm in now, and probably put about five of them in there because I took my skill set, what was in my head, I put it, y'all catching this? Put it in action. Why? Because I was taught to always what? Be a blessing and not run after a blessing. See, long as you're on corporate plantation or the warehouse plantation, you're going, you would, you would never be a blessing. You Yeah, you take somebody, go and take them out to dinner, you know, and show out, tip the waitress and stuff like that. You know, you didn't, you didn't even give a tithe, you just gave $5. And you went tip the waitress $25 and bought somebody food, trying to be impressed and flashing your jewelry around, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, if no folk find you Monday, you won't have nothing by Tuesday. That's not being a blessing. We're working on the spirit here now. That's not being a blessing. All right, he said, I'll make you, right? I will bless those who do what? These are all covenant promises that we have right now by being in the anointed. We went over it last session that if we are born again in Galatians three sixteen and 29, if we are in the Messiah, in the anointing, then we are the what? Seed of who? Abraham and the blessings come upon us that he promised to him. That's why he spoke them to him because when he spoke to Abraham, he was actually speaking to Yeshua The seed of Abraham. Y'all getting it? All right. So he said, I bless those who bless you. You see that? Now you got, you thinking about, always want to be a blessing. And then people will bless you and they'll get blessed because they bless you. And they'll finally figure out what Lot figured out. If I just hang around him, I'll get blessings too. Y'all catching this? I hope somebody getting it. He said, I bless people who bless you. And then what else? I'll do what to I'll uh, do what? Curse people. Curse means bad things happening, not good things. Some, I mean, we live in a cursed city and y'all don't know about it. If you actually think it's blessed, then you got it. You got it. You got a, 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 a what they call it? A wide awakening or a, a, a rude awakening coming. I got this neighborhood app. Every day somebody getting carjacked and cars getting stolen. Every day somebody house getting broken into. And they go to jail and get right back out. Ain't, ain't no problem. What? Why, why, why stop stealing cars and you getting out the same day? And go right back to it. <laughs> All right, so he said, I curse those who do what? Curse you. Now, the scripture says in Mishlea that a curse or a bad thing, here's another covenant blessing. Y'all get this. He said, a curse spoken without a cause will go out. You seeing it? But not finding a cause in a righteous person, and you righteous, you're right standing with the Father, when you're right standing with the Father and people speak things bad about you and invoke bad things on you, it'll go out from them, but it will have no cause to come upon you because it'll run into the blood wall. It'll run into the anointing. You know what it does? It go back to the person who spoke it. Now their lies are even worse than what it was and what they had intended for you it happened to them. All things work together for the good to those who love. Yeshua said, If you love me, you obey my word. Who love Elohim and are what? Call according to his what? Provisions, according to his wealth, according to his covenant promises. So stop tripping when you hear about somebody saying something about you. I, I really feel sorry. You know, I. They just <laughs> they just did something that's going to happen even worse. And you see things, that's why I be telling you all, this unsanctified mercy, trying to help somebody that, that has already cursed themselves. You can't break the word. Everybody out here struggling ain't struggling because they had a bad event in their life. A lot of people out there going through because they put their lips, them floppy lips on the wrong person. And what they spoke on them came back to them. See, if I point to you, how many fingers pointing back at me? By the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. There. I'm pointing at heaven, right? I'm pointing to the Father. I'm pointing at you and three pointing back at me. That don't make sense, does it? All right. Hey, y'all kind of quiet. All right. He said, I curse those who curse you. I will, I will curse. All the people on earth will be blessed through you. This covenant we're in right now. And what he was telling him is that because Yeshua would come through his lineage, that he would be the access door for all people to come into to receive eternal life. Not only eternal eternal life, but the blessings that Abraham was promised. Y'all getting it now? All right, now, uh, verse 4. So Abraham did what? He went on to consecration. So Abraham fasted. So Abraham got counsel. And please don't use this to go make a stupid decision without getting counsel. Because the scripture said there's safety in the multitude of what? Well, where, where the Bible said, Pastor, you said Abraham went, so I went. I said, well, if he told you to do that, why are you calling me that? Now you're in trouble. Because he didn't tell you to do that. Come on. I said, come on. I said it right. on. I be saying on because on sound feminine. But anyway, you know how it is. So Abraham went as the Lord, Jehovah had told him and the blessing seeker. You see that? And the blessing seeker went with him. Abraham was what? Seventy five years old when he went out from his father's house and his homeland. He left the Caribbean. Because the father told him to. He left Africa, Akabulim, ancient Eden, because the father told him to. He left uh, Kemite, Mitzurim, translated Egypt, because the father told him. He left Memphis, because the father told him. He left Texas. He left Georgia. He left Minneapolis. He left Kansas, wherever, because the father told him to. Y'all know I was, we was leaving too. And the father told us to stay here. He was 75. Now here's the significance of 75. Everything in the scripture carries power. When you're a student of the word, you're watch for illumination or you're watch for keys of knowledge to be given to you. Seventy five. He was not just happen to be seventy five. What does the number seventy five mean? You got seventy and you have what? Five, right? Now, five come from the Hebrew uh, Olivet or letter word high, which means what? To reveal the extended meaning is a revelation of heaven on earth right? Selma did come from the Hebrew olive, a letter word ayin, right? Ayin has to do it means what? Vision to experience by way of vision and revelation. Abraham was at the age where he could be exposed to vision from heaven being revealed to him. A vision from heaven was revealed to Abraham Abraham was a man who understood vision. 70, vision. 70 also has to do with what? Covenant weeks, cycles of time. Y'all getting this? You seeing it? And the scriptures that teach us the number of days that we may gain a what? Heart of wisdom. So when you studying, you pay attention, but you studying from the Greek, Roman theological. Uh, foundation, you won't you not pay any attention. None. Oh, that just that just that don't mean nothing. All right, dumb Don, dumb Daryl. Okay, dumb Dora. Let's just it's just look. Some stuff. So to me, I, I understand how the Holy Spirit feel about stuff because I, I really feel agitated at times. I said, how, come, how come? I mean, that's, how come you don't understand? It, as simple as that is. It's got to be a spirit of dumb. You know dumb is a spirit, don't you? I'll take your scripture. Yeshua cast that boy that couldn't talk. He had a what? Dumb and deaf spirit. Did he not? He, he couldn't hear, couldn't speak, and he was dumb. That was a spirit, three spirits him. So, <clears throat> add to your challenge. Look at the mirror <laughs> and ask yourself, Am I, do I have a dumb spirit? Because if you got a dumb spirit, you can cast that spirit out. I do stuff, and what I'm telling, I do stuff like, Larry, you you never be a fool like that again. I tell you what, Larry, you better not be no dummy no more. You better not make another decision like that again. Boy, you need to wake up. I talk to myself. All right, so don't feel bad because I'm talking to you. Okay, now, so he was he was chosen. This is where the father chose him at 75. Now let's look at the next uh, note we're going to, and that's the seed principle. Of generational wealth transfer as we've been saying all the time if you're living right now you have children and if you ha- have not considered the principle of generational wealth then you must because you are living in direct rebellion against the principles of the kingdom the father will give you wealth to transfer wealth what's the point of him giving you something and you all about yourself It's a principle. Somebody say principle. A principle is a set of rules and laws that work together to accomplish a goal. Y'all getting it? All right. Now, let's look at this right here. Uh, Bereshi, called Genesis 15. We'll begin reading that verse, too. But Abram, you see his name is still Abram, right? You see it in there? Name haven't changed yet. We're not going to get there relative to the identi- family identification and name change. And show you why that's a part of all covenants. But Abram said sovereign Lord. That's L-O-L. Sovereign ruler L. The Hebrew uh, word L is translated in English God. And it means sovereign ruler. There's only one sovereign ruler. That's why I don't use God. Because you could be talking about anybody. Sovereign ruler Yahweh. What can you give me? Here it is. Since I remain what? Childless. He understood the seed principle. We must understand the seed principle. And the one who will inherit my state is Eleazar of Damascus. Y'all see this? So he knew that if he didn't have no children, then to make sure that he had someone else in place to transfer his inheritance. No one should leave here willing all their inheritance to uh, some foundation that's ran by secular government. So a lot of people need to repent. Repent means change the way you think. Repent of that. If you don't have no children, that doesn't mean you don't leave an inheritance. You're supposed to be seeking out a protege. You're supposed to be actually ministering and developing someone just like they're your own child. Because you don't have any, and you're mentoring that person. Listen, uh, when you transfer, just because it's not your biological blood doesn't mean you cannot transfer it. Your, your bloodline, your biological folk may be twisted up in their head anyway. I've had story, heard story after story. I've been to court with people. Y'all, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor, I don't publicize myself. I've, I've been to court, people had 10 year sentence, they waived it. They said, Because cause Bishop Smith here, and we trust this man, and we're going to take this off of you. Yeah, so I don't tell everything. Because I don't want nobody, uh, uh, Pastor, my son just went to jail. Can you go? Nope. I'll say it so quick, nope, <laughs> you're not using anybody. Are y'all getting this? So listen, you, you, you mentor because your sons and your daughters of your own bloodline may be illiterate in financial intelligence. Can I put it technical and make it sound good? Instead of saying dumb, they may be illiterate in financial education. In other words, what you give them, they're going to go buy tennis shoes, they're going to go on vacations, they're going to go to parties, they're not going to keep up with nothing. They're going to lose everything. Some woman with a big butt and some big breasts and wearing stuff that never should be seen outside the house, some stuff shouldn't be seen outside your your bathroom, and they out here wearing it out in public, going to get all this money, gold digger. It has happened, I've, I've, I've heard, I pray people call them out of town and stuff like that. You know, I pray, and, and I just, they just, it, it's, it's gone. I, I married this man, I trusted him. I said, well, who counseled you before you got married? Well, I didn't, so I said, that's the problem. Everybody want to be grown and violate the principles of the word that tell you that there's safety in the multitude of what? Counsel. So I would tell them, since you made the decision, those are your consequences. Now, however, as relative to your mind, the Father wants you healed. Let's get you together. Stuff ain't no big deal with Him. Is anything too hard for the Lord? You, do, do you actually think that if somebody swindle somebody out of everything, that the Father, if they born again and saved, and decide to live clean, He can't restore that seven times over? Stuff ain't no big problem. I mean, the boy talked you out of all your money and stuff. Oh, let him have it. I mean, I mean, get up under a teacher. Who would teach you the message of the kingdom and show you that you belong to the creator of all of that stuff. Or a woman got all your stuff. People bitter. They mad. They get on drugs. They kill themselves. commit suicide, All kinds of stuff because of things like this. And you've been called to be a blessing to them and first impact them with what? Knowledge. Knowledge of the what? Kingdom, which is what we call light. But Abraham said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my state is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram, still Abram, because we're going to go through all of this, name change and everything, not today. And Abram said, you have given me no children. So a servant in my household will be my heir or an employee in my household or someone just servant who living in my house. All right. Then the word of Jehovah came to him this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. Okay? And you know, I talk about things, and, and you know, sometimes someone would tell me, he said, that was very, pretty, pretty sensitive. I said, well, what are you supposed to talk about? Who, who, who's supposed to tell the people there? The psychiatrist? Some old person not born again heathen because they got a degree. They supposed to go talk to them or what? W- Listen, where are you supposed to receive the word of life? From the Holy Spirit and from teaching in your local country. Your pastor, if he's not teaching you the word of life that cover all of your life, I don't know why you're sitting there. And you got certain errors that the Holy Spirit, he can't touch. Why are you saying you're going to his heaven? And you got women who are barren I'm showing you right here, you change your mindset and get your head straight that that barrenness can be healed. Tell the Lord the same thing. No, uh, Father, I want somebody from, okay, you, you told him. I want somebody from my womb to inherit this. I want somebody from men who are sterile. I want somebody from my seed to inherit this. Now, you actually think he can't fix you? That's why we said the highest expression of faith is to believe the word that you hear. You got to get married first. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Cletus. I got you. I see. Oh, Cletus came out, Caleb. I saw Cletus. Hold on here, Cletus. Everything is done on the foundation of holiness. Without holiness, no man would do what? See the Lord. So you can't go outside the bounds of holiness and try to declare things that's been promised in the word to the citizens of the kingdom, the foundation of receiving from the Lord is doing what? Living right, living righteous, and right standing with Him. Saw Cletus. Oh, Cletus tried to come out the corner. I got you though. I got you, boy. All right, all right. So now, verse five. He took him outside and said, "Look up at the sky, and count the stars. Look at, look at the stars." See, we're trying to get a little house on the hill. He said, man, that little house, is is that it? Is that all you can hold in the imagination of your mind? Is, Is your mind that narrow? Is your vision that tainted and that distorted? Do you think like I think? Abraham Abram is asking about one son, and the father is showing him multitudes of nations. Can I tell you this right now? If I can't, I'm going to do it anyway. When the father speaks to us about something, what happens, the limitations of our mind interferes with it. Because the first thing we say is, I'm not good enough, or how can that happen? That's not your business how that could happen. If the father tell you that you can own land, please don't ask for a lot. Y'all know what a lot is, don't you? It's not an acre. Until you get past, you got to pass a lot to get an acre. If he tell you're going to own land, then you need to get your mind a mega blast. And imagine owning a lot of land, acres of land. He tell you, then, listen, you are going to be an entrepreneur, then you get your mind off having a little small business over here. See, because if we don't never open up, we can't get started. Not, man, I get it, I get it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. If you don't think a thousand, you can't handle a lot. If you don't think a 1,000 acres, you never will be put on the road to get a lot of one acre or two acres because the belief system is restricted. Your belief system, my belief system, have to be where the father is. Please understand, I'm not telling you to be, oh, they just talking about stuff. You're absolutely right. The world talk about stuff, and you're sitting there buying stuff from them. From TV and Amazon and everywhere else. Every day. And that's all they talk about is stuff. What I'm I'm saying is that we have to have the vision like Abraham's vision was. A revelation of heaven on earth and walk in that vision. Y'all getting this? If if you are coming to him concerning being debt free. Your mind got to be not only I am going to be debt free. But my generations to come. You come in like that. When you come in like that, then that initiates your debt freedom, your financial freedom. You remember I told you about the principle of wealth? One of the principle of wealth is that when you get your mindset to prepare for generations to come, then he'll bring in what you need right now to make that happen. And I'm going to tell you something, if you get enough to make that happen, I think you're going to be pretty well off. But the narrow mind, the first thing people start looking at is their income. And he never said, I will increase you according to your what? Income. He never said that, did he? He said, I will increase you according to the promise that I already made you in my covenant. That's where increase come from. Somebody cutting up, eh? All right. So, where we are, verse 5, he said, look up, and we're going to stop here. He said, in the sky, count the stars, if indeed you can count them. That man couldn't count them stars. There were too many, and they were too far. Right? They were beyond the natural imagination. Abram, and he said, then he said to him, so shall your offspring or your seed be. Abraham looking for one son, and the father come in and said, man, you, listen. Okay, all right, bro. But you know what? He made the adjustment. Now y'all are saying, "Just tell somebody it's time to make the adjustment," and you're thinking, "Yeah, there's somebody over there. Somebody look at somebody. It's time to make the adjustment in your thinking." And what did Abraham? What did say Abraham did? He did what? His expression of faith. He did what? He believed Yahweh. And Yehovah credit it to him as what? Righteousness. It's called low self-esteem. It's a demonic thought. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this particular social media platform or our television broadcast. I'm so excited that you have taking the time to hang around as long as you did. If you're not born again, that's what we're expressing. Right now, we're not the richest people in the world, but we have access to the richest wealth that you can ever imagine in your mind. That's eternal life with the Father. And also have a good life on this earth. It'll only happen based on you believing and walking in obedience to his word, his laws, his command. If you are believing now for a change in your life, the first thing you need to do is ask him to forgive you, of your rebellious lifestyle, ask him to actually regenerate you and ask the Lord to save you. He'll do it. And once that take place, you got to get into a ministry that will bring you into the knowledge of the truth.